Dwarven Moss presents a Dungeons and Dragons actual play of The Curse of Straw. <laughs> Born, are you, uh, cut? Hey, dwarves circumcise themselves thrice in a lifetime. Whoa. There, hey. how do, is there anything left down there after three cuts? Oh, more than enough. Enough to do four or five. And you gotta do four or five in a lifetime? There are some, there are some that have grown the age. Oh, I fire beyond any rock or stone that I know. Ah. And they have given themselves five circumcisions. That's wow. savage born. What uh, implement do they use for that? I, I'm assuming like a great axe, but that might just be a, a oh, dwarven no. thing to say. It is a small mithril blade in a rock. Oh, You've got to do it yourself. Come on. No. How old were you when you had when you had to do your first one? Seven. Oh. Then seventy-seven, and then one hundred and seventy-seven. It's barbaric. I still have one or two left to go. That's for damn sure. Well, Dick Fart. Us half elves have a nice, healthy three inches of foreskin on our penises. Oh. Why don't you get rid mm. of it? Oh, we get rid of it's part of me. Plus, it feels better. Yeah, that's what they all say. It feels better. <laughs> all right. That's a big lie going around Faerun. Feels better. <laughs> hey. You don't need it. That's like your earlobes. Don't need those. Snip those right off. Come on. You've got earlobes. Aye. But these aren't my earlobes. (laughs) Perhaps we can enter Ravenloft. So let's, yeah, let's all just talk about what we recall. We found this, you're calling it a wizard's tower? You call it a wizard's tower. Your friend, Little Crow, snuck in through a window. Right. And you found these two clay golems slash statues and they, and they started up. operating a lift inside yeah yes, there's like a right. an elevator in this thing and we went up to the top floor and it was actually kind of like a well laid out put together kind of uh bedroom wasn't it that's right yeah, yeah bedroom with a writing desk and uh well exactly it was well kept it's a nice room the other two floors had torn up floorboards and uh, were empty. Except for, yeah, the first floor. And then now you're in this bedroom. The little bed and the last uh, last thing you opened was an unlocked chest. And the smell of lavender came out. Right. And you found a severed head. Right. A well-preserved severed head. Severed head. Right. Word. And just okay. as you say that, a uh, little crow steps back and he recognizes this head. You've seen this head, boy? Yes, this is, belongs to Yan. He was a member of our crew. He took a job with uh, someone named Rictavio. We know Rictavio. You know this man. 
Hey. What is this man doing in league with Rictavio? He was trying to make some money, and Rictavio had a job for him. Hmm. You think this is Rictavio's tower? I see no telltale signs of it being Rictavio's tower. Do I? Do I see any? Is there any symbols that I saw on the wagon that maybe match the room or anything? Or no? I... No. You do see some clothes, but they're not of uh, Rictavio's. I'm going to investigate the clothes just to see what I could uh, derive from it with a two. Mm. Uh, let me take a look at some of these clothes here. Whoops. Oh, <laughs> dropped a little bit there. How about uh, just take a look at this? Uh, here we go. What is this here? They're well made. There's nothing uh, fancy about the color or anything, but they are, you know, like distinguished, almost um, professorial type of clothes. Hmm. Well, I can't really tell you much other than they're, you know, I'll say professorial. That's a big word. Well, yeah. Dwarves don't know that word. Well, no, I just... That's a good word to use in this situation. You know what that word means. <laughs> I used it, didn't I, Boren? Yeah, you did. You All did. right, come on. Let's, let's take on. a look. Put what? these clothes. Boren starts laying the clothes out on the bed, and then he puts the head on the pillow so it looks like kind of like a body. Boren, what on earth are you doing? I'm trying to put together the clues. Little Crow, what can you tell us about this man? He is a good man, and um, just like all of us, we are looking for uh, jobs here and there. Is this his tower? No, no. He was uh, part of us. He lived in the wagon. Vistani would never live here. This is odd. Why is he keeping a man's head in a jar? Why would anybody else have his head here? This is probably Rictavio's tower, man. Uh, I don't know. Mages, wizards usually keep towers like this. Well, didn't Rictavio do some, like, magic tricks? Uh, he was Little more of a showman, wasn't he? Yeah. He kept that saber-toothed beast in the back of his wagon. Well, he and us alone are the surviving people of the Valaki Massacre, so hey, somehow he's got enough uh, in him. So Boren starts just looking around. He's, I, I just want to, what can I roll for that? Just to, just keep looking. Is there anything here worth, is there anything? What do you want? To, like, describe what you're doing. Are you tearing the place up? Kinda, you, yeah, I just want to look at There's a bed, the there's a writer's desk. My, yeah, there's I want to look at the chest. writer's desk. I want to look at the, the chest. I want to just go to things and open them up and turn them over and look for anything. Notes or diagrams. Yeah, or Wendell goes up or, to the mattress and, like... Flips the whole bed over and he starts cutting into it. He's like forensically right. starting to just kind of be like, what, like what's going on? Like man, we're, we're men on missions now. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, for that, Jaden, there's no role, role required. Oh, you look right. under the okay. bed awesome. and you do find a uh, this old leather journal. Most of its pages are missing. Whoa, born. We hey. got something. What's that? Boren saunters over. Ooh, what's it see? So I pick up the journal. And it says on it, uh, Van Richten's journal. Van Richten? Van Richten. 
Van Richten. Now it has Rictavio mm. <coughs> sort of in the name a little bit. Though we haven't heard that name before. Not in these lands. Little Crow, you ever heard uh, this name? What is it again? Van Richten. Van Richten. Van Richten, yes. Yes. You Van. know? Oh, yes. He's a very famous uh, vampire slayer. No. Yes. Get out of here. No, he, he, is, he is known, but he is a, uh, a true enemy of the Vistani. Mm. Good thing you're not part of the Vistani anymore, isn't it now, <laughs> boy? Uh, if you say so. Yeah, we do say so, little crow. That's right. Read the book, oh, Wendell. Okay. Flip to the pages. Wendell takes a little read. Okay, I'm gonna. I, there's there's a lot of words in here. I'm gonna maybe uh, do it while while he's reading. Boren's still looking at the desk and the right flight through and stuff. And yeah, yeah, moving yeah. everything. Right. So gotcha. Wendell picks up the the journal, opens up its leather cover, and sees the words inside. It says here. For more than three decades now, I have undertaken to investigate and expose creatures of darkness to the purifying light of truth and knowledge. Boren stops. Just those words. His eyes go wide and he turns around and he just listens to Wendell read. And and Wendell looks up at him and then back down to the journal. Hero, I am called in some circles. Sage and master hunter in others. That I have survived countless supernatural assaults is seen as a marvel among my peers. My name is spoken with fear and loathing among my foes. In truth, this virtuous calling began as an obsessive calling to destroy a vampire that murdered my child. And it has become for me a tedious and bleak career. Even as my life of hunting monsters began, I felt the weight of time on my weary shoulders. Today I am a man who has simply lived too long. Like a regretful leech, I find myself inexorably bound to an existence I sought out of madness and seemingly must now endure for all eternity. Of course I shall die, but whether I shall ever rest in my grave haunts my idle thoughts and torments me in my dreams. I expect that those who think me a hero will change their minds when they know the whole truth about my life as a hunter of the unnatural. Nevertheless, I must reveal here and now that I have been this indirect and yet certain cause of many deaths and the loss of many good friends. Mistake me not, I do not merely feel sorry for myself, rather come to grips with the devastating realization. Wow, his pen really digs in here. I now see that I am the object of a baleful Vistani curse. What? More tragically, the nature of this hex is such that I have not borne the brunt of it. Instead, far worse, those who surround me have fallen victim to it. I have related the tragic story of how my child, my only child, Erasmus, was taken by Vistani and sold to a vampire. I explained how Erasmus was made a minion of the Night Stalker and how it was my miserable part to free him from that fate. 
the point of a stake. It goes on. What I have neglected to illuminate before is how I tracked Erasmus's kidnappers across the land, or how I extracted the whereabouts of my son from them. In fact, the Vistani took Erasmus with my own unwitting permission. A short time later, I found my dear Erasmus made into a vampire. He begged me to end his curse, which I did with a heavy hand and a sinking heart. The darkness had torn him from my loving arms forever, and I foolishly believed that the curse had exacted its deadly toll. I wept, and as my heart emptied, so did rise an insatiate desire for vengeance that I fear I will never quell. The biggest part is that he had his son stolen from him, from the Vistani. Hmm. They wanted to sell him to a vampire. Right. And the kid was turned, and he got he met his son, Erasmus. Er, Erasmus. Uh, again one day, and the, and the son begged to be killed, or then Richton just killed him. Right. Because he felt he had to. This man is like us, Wendell. He's been cursed. He might be a friend. We should keep an eye out for this man on our travels. For he seems to have the same mission that we do. We should be on our way. Yeah. I believe we need to go to the land of Kresk. We need to find that last piece. To these riddles. That's we right, or else it'll these lands. probably be foolish to take on Strahd without the final piece. Let's be on our way. Okay, so Little Crow goes to this elevator. He gives the rope a, a tug that seems to... He already knows how to talk to these guys. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you guys sit down, and these golems start lowering right, yeah. you slowly. As you make it to the first floor... And, uh, you know, you exit out and you see uh, that it's become quite cold. It's actually started snowing. Oh, well, this is a first. Hmm. Bundle up, Wendell. Got a bit of a ride ahead of us. The snow doesn't seem to be letting up. Wendell I... puts his, uh, his cloak of protection uh, up over his head, the hood oh, yeah. of it, and with one hand raises it up, gets the chills of the snow coming down as the snow particles sort of just start falling on his beard, making oh, yeah. this white beard of snow. Boring, he gets on the horse. Boring steaming because he's really short and heavy, <laughs> and he just builds up. He's always really hot. He runs hot. So this snow is just like, ooh, he's actually really like loosening up. He likes this chill. Totally a steaming he's guy. chilling him down, just steaming up. And he, he conjures up Zoltan. All right, boys. Shall we ride? Oru, oru. Let's go. <laughs> That's how boring uh, yeah. calls. He doesn't say, hey, he goes, oru. And the birds go back into raven form, the birds to the Lock feather. Um, Wendell just trudges forward on the horse with a nice, easy gallop, very yeah, measured. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. back to the Spalish road. That's right. You're back the on the Spalage road. On the Spalage road. 
Brown's Village Road It's the only road I've ever known The Old Spalish Road Old Spalish Road The only Spalish Road is the only road I know I love that we've been singing that ever since we found the Svalich Road. Aye, it's the only road we've truly ever known. <laughs> You've got quite the singing voice there, Wendell. I've sang a few songs about roads. Oh, really? That's right. Sing us another! Oh, Dusty Lane In my veins that old dusty lane is the lane that travels through my veins. Oh, whoa. How about this copper trail? It never fails. Well, this copper trail is a trail that never, ever, ever really fails. It's a very, very simple but catchy song. Yeah, yeah. These are quite nice. Farming songs. Farming songs, that's right. Does um does Born know any songs? Born songs. By a dwarven song will last seven hours. <laughs> if you want, I can sing the beginning of one. Give us the cold notes. I have to keep that going for quite a long time. And then it goes on. That's just the first part. Right, 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 right. right. Goes on for another few movements. <laughs> Dwarven well, songs are not as simple as Farvin songs. Farvin songs are quite simple. They sort of uh, have a pattern, and they just they stick to that. Oh, it's it's beautiful out here, isn't it? The snow falling down. Yeah, they kind of slow down. Wendell and Boren, they kind of slow down. Now they're just... It's that sound of when there's a freshly fallen snow and yeah. it dampens the sound everywhere. And Yeah. Hmm. In a weird way, they kind of feel like they've been in this land for a while. They faced a lot of danger, so they're not as tense and scared anymore. They're, they're, they've been battered and aged a bit because of this place. So they're, they travel the lands with a bit more... Swagger and a bit more nuance and a yeah. bit more. They've got purpose confidence. now. Yeah. Yeah, they're not afraid anymore. That's good. In a lot of ways, you guys are highly, highly wanted after killing uh, Strahd's brother, mm. pseudo brother, and his, well, number one uh, main Vistani man, Stanimir. Right. Well, I would Rathodin. say that, that we. Don't know how many Vistani there are out there that are against us, that are part of Strahd's army. What sort of undead Strahd might control to fight against us. We're not really sure what we're up against. And Boren takes a moment too to go, remember, I saw Strahd fall. He hit the ground. And the moment before he disappeared, I saw a pained face. Which means he is still just a man. And a man can be killed. We need not fear this being. He's fallen once, and he ran 
Oh, he'll fall again, Born. Indeed, friend. Indeed, my friend. And Born reaches down from because finally now he's a bit higher than Wendell on his war board. Mm-hmm. And he nice. reaches down and they, they cuff arms. <laughs> Love it. As you guys are trotting along, making these footprints in the now one-inch thick snow, it does have an air of cleanliness to it, kind of like a new beginning. Mm. Mm. Wendell's going to call Little Crow up to ride next next to us, or in between us. Hey, Little Crow, why don't you come right up front with us? Little crow trots up. Yes, Wendell. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? You know, little crow, uh... You like the snow, little crow. I don't mind it. Helps me keep track of time. Very interesting. Little crow, you know that we haven't had the best relationship with Fustani so far since meeting them. Knowing our story, you know. Yes, I know this is sad, but it's true. Yeah, sad, but true. Well, as much as we've been enjoying your company, Little Crow, uh, I gotta say, I hate to be uh, bigoted, but you're still in my bad books. All the good you've done is just, uh, well, a few steps in a long process to earn my trust. I understand. I I will get there. Well, if it's of any extra inspiration to you, just know that the more time that I spend with you, if you betray me or my friend born here or any of these keepers, and I look up to the sky as the snow falls down, well, that death that I'll bring upon you will be slower and more painful than, well, we'll see what sort of imagination of Vistani has. Maybe you think about that. Uh, well, what do you guys know about this place, Kresk, that we're going to? We were told that there is a location. A location that we need as part of our prophecy. This is where we will find the Sword of Sunlight. We need this window. Yes, we do. There is a garden covered in snow where the scarecrows are. Yes, that's... The garden is in the church. The Church of St. Abbey. It's run by someone that simply goes by the name the Abbot. And from what I know, he is insane. And then that's where we're going. Morn, I want to get in there, get that sword, and get out. Remember that goal I told you? I know. Three days. I want to make it there in three days. What? Do you care to elaborate? Why three days is so important to you? I just have a feeling, born. Well, you, like, I'm putting it out there. It's an ambiguous number just to put a little fire under us and make sure that we're not dilly-dallying in the way we have been. Does this have anything to do with those dreams you've been having? Wendell looks forward a little bit. Born. If we don't have trust, then... Well, I don't know what we have. Fair enough. We keep moving. Mm. Let's ride, boys. 
So yeah, as you guys are trudging along this snowy path, see think there's a lot more evergreens. It's a lot more piney. You can smell the cedar in the air. You start to see your breath. It's very crisp. Reminds me of home. A lot of these conifer trees, they surround the bottom of the mountains. They give off a sappy stench at this time of year back home. It's quite beautiful. Yeah, but Boren can tell that you guys are slightly increasing in elevation as you make your ways along the road. It's getting colder now, but higher up. How can you tell? Why do you think it's snowing? The temperature's dropped. If I didn't have this cloak of protection, it's also warming me. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'd be doing so hot right now. Hey, that's right, that cloak. It's really been doing its job, hasn't it? Yeah. It's like the beginning of, uh, 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 what's that fucking Tarantino movie that takes place in the cabin? Hateful Eight. Yeah. Yeah. This That's is like a, a hateful yeah. eight, yeah. Okay, so this is a hateful eight this frame. Like a, yeah, totally. Born in Wendell, cold, cold in the snow, elevated. Yeah. In many ways. <laughs> Amazing. Born goes into his little pouch and goes, Another moss, my friend. I heard it as soon as that pouch opened. I know the sound <laughs> hey, of that pouch. <laughs> you guys do ride for a good 20 minutes, and you start to see a, a junction in the road. Junction up here, born. Hey. And it comes to a point where uh, the road branches north and climbs a rocky escarpment to a 20 foot high wall of stone reinforced uh, with buttresses every 50 feet or so. The wall encloses a settlement on the side of a snow dusted mountain spur. Beyond the wall, you see the tops of snow covered pines and thin white wisps of smoke. The somber toll of a bell comes from the stone abbey that clings to the mountainside high above the settlement. The steady chime is inviting, a welcome change from the deathly silence of oppressive fog to which you have grown accustomed. It's hard to tell at this distance, but there seems to be a switchback road clinging to the cliffs that lead up from the walled settlement to the abbey. You seem to have reached our destination. How do you suppose we, uh, Go about entering this city. Well, this is a... Should we send out some, you know, patrols? I mean, do we need to be this? Why don't we just go in? Well, Boren kind of looks to looks around, and he can see, as Tom described earlier, but where we're standing, you can see this thing goes... This, you know, this village in front of them is kind of elevated. We're looking to the north. city. Where the path is going and yeah and then then i'm looking a bit just to my right because i can mm -hmm. see it curves around and goes to this other darker side this yeah cliff that you go up yeah kind of see the abbey you can see because abbeys are always kind of off to the side and kind of by themselves a bit more gothic you know you can certainly see a taller building yeah a taller religious building you have a pretty clear idea where the abbey might be Why you think you think of what i'm thinking that's the abbey all right, men of efficiency, I like this. Well, lead the way, General. Admiral. Ad Admiral, Admiral, sorry. So it's me, Wendell, Little Crow, stepping up to the city gates. You eventually see this giant archway 
That's uh, his 12-foot, like, iron-bound doors with the big name on it that says Kresk. And um, from the walls, you can see they're about 20 feet high. There's a parapet where you see these four figures um, that are holding, like, uh, clutching spears. And they have, they're wearing fur coats and stuff like that. And you know that in front, there's also a couple guards. Okay. So we're walking up, approaching the main gate. So one of them says, Halt! Who goes there? Tis party of three. I am Admiral Paladin Borin Hardinus from Brightaxe Hall. We are sent to be keepers of the abbey. We must have the gates open so we may check on the abbey inside. They're talking down to you because they're up in the... I have not heard of this. We were sent by those from the village of Barovia. The Baron. His son, Ismark. You hear silence. Wendell's just looking up. And as he looks up, as he's clutching his cloak of protection, his face kind of exposes itself to the cold wind and snow. He winces looking up to these... It's mysterious folk. Who is this kid you have with you? He's a Vistani. I could tell from those clothes a mile away. I'm afraid he is not. His people are lost and gone. We have taken him under our care. He is not a Vistani anymore. He is a private in our army. We are a small platoon, yes. But we were sent to be watching over the Abbey. With all these things that have happened around here, with the lackey burning down. Aye. I'm sorry to say, uh, you're not welcome here. If I may. Please be gone. If I may, how are you, Wendell, Olrin here? We're friendlies. We, uh. Well, we can't explain it, but if I could persuade you to believe that. We have similar interests. I can assure you that. And if you let us in, we can explain further, but no harm will come of you. Twenty-one. That's the oldest trick in the book. Turn around. Time to leave. We can't let you in or anyone else that we do not know under these times. What if we told you we aim to destroy Strahd? Their backs are are turned to you now. We spoke to Madame Eva. We're here for the sword. They're talking to each other now, and they're, like, laughing. Uh, well, we trade. We should return to the tree line. I think sneaking in is the only way. I'm sorry if any of this is my fault. The no, clothes I wear. No, not at all. It's not your fault. And they kind of back up. And Wendell looks looks back uh, at Little Crow and over his shoulder, and he whispers, Was your fault. 
and uh, <laughs> they keep going. He gets a little going. scared. Gives you a give you a look. All right. All right. So you guys are back in your same spot. How high is the wall? That's uh, at the abbey. Up it's twenty feet. Twenty feet, and then, and then on the on the wall is there what anything? When we looked at this before, you said that there was one tower that looked like there. Mm-hmm. So, can we just go? Can I say we're going to go to an area that? Uh, yeah, you have a, you guys have an aerial view of everything at this point. Uh, you are able to cut around them to the most northern part of the abbey. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's climb the wall. All right. How are you doing it? It's icy, it's slippery. All right, Borin gets down against the wall. Wendell, you got to be first over this wall. I believe I have in my adventurer's pack a a rope and python, I think it's called, right? Python? A a pitten? It's like the sort of grappling hook. Oh, really? Is that what they're called? Cool. Python. Wicked. So you're but able to. Able I'll, to... I'll fasten a rope to yeah. one of those. Yeah. And then I'll kind of go and stealthily huck it over and see if it catches. Catches. So you do that a few times. It comes back to you, a couple of them, and then eventually on your third time, you get it to hook on. Okay. I'm going to pull on the rope and look over at Born and give him a nod and start to climb up. With each pole, as you get higher and higher, you can see that to the left of you, it's one of the parts of the one of the taller parts of the church. And then right over that you see right over the final piece as you stick your head up on the on the wall, you do see this beautiful garden. All these beautiful, well manicured, designed gardens. All covered in snow right now. Some scarecrow that have been set up to protect these gardens. I give Wendell. I give Born a look. What do you see? And I and I gesture for him to follow, and I'm and I stealthily flip over the wall. I go, little crow, you're next. He goes for it. Oh yeah, he's scaling up there, no problem. He's pretty quick. He's being quiet. Then Borin looks around. And wraps the rope around. And because he's small, he kind of has a good sense of center of gravity, so he just goes... Kind of quickly, just up the side of the wall. Nice. It It is quite dark now, actually, I should say. Oh, great, okay. It's really becoming, uh, yeah, dawn is coming pretty quickly. It's like those last uh, rays of golden hour are hitting your face as you're finishing scaling mm. this wall. Okay, so I'm, <clears throat> I'm over there. Wendell's over there, and what does he see? Well, so I have, have like we, the we've big, dropped down from the wall. Then there's a big, uh, build, bigger me. building to the left of me. There's gardens. Garden. Very yep. well manicured. Yep, the, yeah, the building to the left of you does have a, a pretty elaborate stone door, and then there's all these rows of gardens. Okay, I'm going to start and to just walk up and down the rows. Hold on, Borden goes, hold on. What? Borden puts his hands together. I say, Borden, 
in my time of need. Shine your handle blade in the pommel of the strength of all the mithril and the halls down upon us. <laughs> Porn uses his divine senses as he sense any evil around him. Oh, yeah. <gasps> this is a bad place, Wendell. Wendell's sort of, yeah, 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 one, you got some uh, an oh. undead or something. Hey. I don't know what. <laughs> we should not treat this so lightly. Yeah. Sword's got to be around here somewhere. I haven't felt something like this since we got here. Mm. There's a darkness here, Wendell. We should not treat so lightly. Keep your wits about you, boy. This is not a welcome place. So as you guys do walk around, just to see or to give more words to exactly what you're seeing. Yeah. Uh, nestled between rising and plunging cliffs, there are four rectangular garden plots enclosed by five-foot uh, walls of, like, mortared stones. So there's all these kind of, like, mini gardens within it. And you can see that they're... That's interesting. Also, you see a white rabbit nibbling on turnips, uh, uprooted by the cold. There's two t lifeless scarecrows uh, with stuffed gullets and sackcloth heads that hang from wooden crosses uh, pounded into the cold, hard earth. Boren looks. He wants to look at the scarecrow specifically. Which one has the grin on it? Is there one that looks like it has a grin or one that looks specifically like a guardian? Like he's trying to line up this riddle in Madame Eva in his head that Madame Eva gave him about... I remember that. There was something about the right. grin and the guardian. Yeah, you'll have to... I guess you'll have to get in closer to find out. And yeah, you do see one of them that, that seems to have a grin. Wendell goes up to one of the other scarecrows. Steady. Kind of pokes it. The wind just gusts by. Snow hitting your face. Nothing happens. All right. And he walks over to we the other a, scarecrow. We have a mission here. Let's remember and he pokes it. Sword, Which one are you poking? Not the grin. Uh, nothing happens. We need to find the sword. What's the building to the left of me? That's the abbey. All right. Maybe we should go in there. Move to the abbey. Yeah. All right. Starts stealthily moving, all three of us. Wendell Bourne, Little Crow, just moving away from the scarecrows towards the abbey. As you walk towards the abbey, you hear some rustling. And as you look over to the area with the scarecrow with the grin, you start seeing the trees move back and forth. You start seeing uh, these ghostly apparitions stepping out and stepping towards you guys, ready to attack. What, what can he sense from them? What does he see? They this look is like defined senses. <clears throat> I know this. I they know look this like is going to happen. They look like ghost, ghostly knights. Ghostly knights. Yeah. You've seen three come out. You see three more. Now you see you're seeing seven of them. Seven ghostly knights. Mm-hmm. Uh. Is there a door on the abbey? Yes. How close are we to the door? 80 feet. Let's move towards the door. 
Let's run towards the door. Born. Run towards run. the door. Go. So you run through the door towards the door. Um, you're smashing on it. You're smashing on it's it. It's locked. Is it, uh, is it look like it's pickable? Like, does it have like a little lock thing in it? Or? You, you definitely don't have time to pick it. Oh. We don't want to cause too much trouble. We already made a scene at the front gate. If anybody else knows we're here, they'll cause right Does it for seem like there's any other way into this building? Uh, or that there's any way away from these spirits? Like, have they noticed us? They're going to they're gonna get you, Numa. They're going to, like, keep, keep, keep towards. coming towards you, yeah. Um, is there, like, a second-story window? Yeah, there is, actually. Good fly. I don't think you're going to just get up there with these weights chasing you. That's right. They're weights. Weights? Whites. Yeah, whites. W-I-G-H-T-S. Oh. whites. Frodo and Sam reached the Beto Downs, and the ghostly apparitions came out of the mist. The whites. The Beto whites. Oh, my God. That's what we're seeing coming towards us? Yeah, there's seven. Wendell is starting to fill with rage. Oh, shit. Private little crew. I love it. Guard up. This is your first battle, boy. Wendell takes a look to the keepers in Voldo. You give them a call. Yeah, they, they know the move. You guys are going to battle? I love it, man. I, mean, I think we have to. I'm hearing the call. Your, bl- your blade is squeaky clean. So, roll, roll initiative? <laughs> roll roll initiative. initiative. The hell? A 14. 21. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay, okay. General Ulrin. General Ulrin. <laughs> well, come on. I just leaned Gen- into it. General Ulrin. General Ulrin. It's not hard. General Oren. I'm trying to get my tongue around it. General Oren. There's no tongue involved. You just say it. Oh, there's tongue involved. Oh, there's no. always <laughs> tongue involved. Boring, these spirits are coming at us. Let's battle. Oh, and okay, to start things off, is Boren first? Boren. First thing Boren does is cast protection from good and evil. Protection from good and evil, material, holy water, and powdered silver and iron, which the spell consumes. Until the spell ends, one willing creature you touch is protected against certain types of creatures. Aberrations, celestials, elementals, fae, fiends, and undead. Classifies. Who are you touching? Yourself, Wendell? And I'm going to touch Wendell, and I'm going to say to, as a quick, just non-action, nothing, just quickly say over my shoulder, Private crew, stay back. Don't engage until I tell you. I don't want to kill yes, kill. So you now have uh, protection grants against several benefits. Creatures of those types have disadvantage on attack rolls against the target. Wendell, Boren just hooked you up. Okay, yeah. good and evil. Well, I feel something. What's going on? The protection grants several benefits. Creatures of these types, they have disadvantage on attack rolls against you. You also can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by them. That's a solid bro move. Oh. I'm feeling it. Right. Okay, that looks like a couple of them are getting close. 
Um, three of them at the back are going to pull out uh, longbows. Yep. They're going to fire at uh, two at Wendell and two. Those two have disadvantage at Wendell. Yep. Ooh, that's good. You dodged one of those. Oh my god. Yeah. So one sticks into the stone behind yeah, me. Yeah, so hard. That was Super just hard. A, without that disadvantage, he would have been critted. Oh, oh and I give Born a look like, oh shit. This one takes its final fire at you. And that is a 18. It's for me? For you. Oh. Yes. Yep. Tings off my armor. Ting, ting. All right. Oh, oh. Wendell, you're up. I'm going to do something that I haven't done before. Whoa, I'm excited. I tense up, and I feel the surge of the power that has been, uh, that has cursed me for this whole time, and a protective magical force surrounds me, manifesting as a spectral frost that covers me and all my gear. I gain five temporary hit points for the duration. Actually, because of the level I'm casting it at, it's 20. I have 20 temporary hit points. If a creature hits me with a melee attack, and I have these while I have these hit points, that creature takes 20 damage. Whoa! What? <laughs> this, this is, is armor of Agathus. What? Can I see oh, that? Yeah. Shit! That's it. I'll just ready myself. I'll conjure a great sword, a shadowy great sword. And as that happens, Baldo. Uh, hey, I believe that's uh, three, three hits. Three of these beaks and claws have nailed this one guy. That's uh, that they're all three are surrounded. Perfect, perfect. And uh, all these like wispy, steamy, spectral kind of like icy sounds, like icy breaths, breaths when like each of these slices they make. And now it's your turn. Born. Born. Give them hell. Here I come. Or I'm approaching this white right here. 16 plus 8, 24. Yep. Okay. 1d8. What? 8 plus 7. Big roll. 15. Nice. Go again. How does that hit? And has it? It's the same type of thing, like we can. Oh. It's not as satisfying when you're when you're hitting it. You're almost feeling like a hot. Like it should be more. Might be resistant to your axe there, boy. Hey, I know, I know. Okay, I'm gonna go for my extra attack. Do it. Uh, nine plus eight, seventeen. That is a hit. Hey, hey. Ooh, seven plus eight, fifteen. Once again, it just feels like it should be doing more. They're down a little bit. I had this just because I have them because I chose feet. I have a trip attack. I roll a d6, right? Yeah. Oh. One. Well, what, wait, what was the d6 for? That's you expending the. Uh... So, what's so the I guess it's yeah, so, so what, what, What's the DC in front of you? Strength saving throw? 20. My strength? Add this priority to the next yeah, I did that. Damage, okay. Yeah, Except, which is only plus one. Yeah, but the move still works. It still happens. Now make this great. Against a twenty. Against a twenty. So I have a fourteen. Yeah. 
you totally get to turn. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, so it's the it's the white's turn. I'm gonna have the two still taking uh, shots at you. Uh, Wendell? Disadvantage. Both miss, or, or all the miss. Okay. Uh, yeah, that disadvantage is paying off. I'm gonna have one of them shoot at you, for 17. Ping! These things can't get. just ringing off my armor. These guys are gonna attack these, these birds. Okay, uh, I'm going to run up to the prone uh, apparition, uh, and as a bonus action, as I'm going towards him, yeah, I'm going to cast a hexblade's curse on him. Okay, which means that just uh, it's uh, it's a critical hit on a 19 or 20. Also, if they die, I regain hit points equal to my warlock level plus my charisma modifier. Whoa. And then Wendell raises his uh, big blackened greatsword and rolls to attack. Thirteen plus nine. It's a hit. I'm I'm against a prone creature. Is there a way I can just uh, cut its head off? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Wendell runs up to this ghostly white and then takes his greatsword and tries to drive it. Right down into its neck. Yeah, man, you jab it right into his neck. He puffs away. Oh, excellent. Fine work, gentlemen. I look up to Born. Let's get the rest of them. Done. Born turn. Born, your turn. Born slides up to the spins his axe around and goes, Heidi ho, neighbor. Seven plus eight, fifteen. Still a hit? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, nine. Then he goes for his extra attack. He slams his axe through the thing. Then he picks it up again, goes for his extra attack. Oh, two plus eight, ten. That's a miss. Oh, damn. But the one the one that you hit, still, that you hit for 11, still doesn't seem like it's doing anything. Doing it much, much Yeah. Whites are going to take, uh, Disadvantage. Uh, a disadvantage because Borns. So one of them's a 17. Wow. You take uh, four points of damage. Wendell kind of shakes it off, expecting that it was going to be worse. Yep, your turn. All right, I will gather my hands together and create a little storm in my hands. Storms are brewing. A wave of thunderous force sweeps out. Each creature in a 15-foot cube must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save... Well, first, let's do that. Oh, interesting. Constitution saving throw. Yeah, so I have to beat a 15 with my constitution. Yeah. So, two of them pass, only this guy. Takes... 4d8 damage. Ooh, nice. 10, 17, 22. 22. 22 damage. Okay, full damage. That thing hurts. Oh, and he's also pushed 10 feet away. Oh, nice. 
by the way, these guys take half as much of that damage. Half of 22, the other guys. Oh, oh sweet. Oh, nice. Of course. So they, 11 They aren't each. pushed. That was also a very, very loud thunderous boom. Okay, go to play Okay. Yeah, so somebody... Somebody could hear you. Gotcha. Um, your turn, uh, Chris. Uh, I want to do this. I want to break my concentration on protection of good and evil, if you don't mind. So I can endow my weapon as a magic weapon. Good thinking. Sweet. Until the spell ends, that weapon becomes a magic weapon with a plus one bonus to attack rolls and damage rolls. So I'm going that's, after this that's guy. That's awesome. Oh. One bonus action, and now you just critted. Chris. Whoa. Who are you critting on? Uh, this shit face oh, yeah, that I was. Right uh, in front of you. Okay. I was going for. So I guess I I get to roll twice, don't I? Oh, yeah, dude, 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 describe it, man. Describe it. Okay. <laughs> You've never seen my axe glow like this before. It's actually the handle of the axe starts to fill up. Like, you know, when you're sucking through a straw, it starts to fill <laughs> yes. up on this design. This design, and they fill up, and these dwarven runes <laughs> start to fill up on the handle of the axe and fill up on the blade. And it spins around, and it spells out like a dwarven saying... <laughs> to Bright Axe Hall, and he brings it down into the white, spins it around, up and down again. And the, and the, and the magic of the weapon sucks up the white into the axe. Oh my god. Holy shit. Wow. You're the chosen one, born. Hey. From the halls of Bright Axe. Yeah, from the halls of Bright Axe. Woo! And this guy's gonna... So he takes a swipe and he misses. Ah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Two more for Boren. Those are misses as well. You guys have some high AC. Mm. Let's just say we have some faith in our corner. Aye, that's goddamn great. Whose turn is it? It's yours. Come on, Wendell, give it all you got. Eldritch Blast. Yes! Yeah, I'm about. Oh. 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 Yeah, 14. And. Ooh, yes. 10 right. feet away from me, my first beam. 14? Yeah, 14? 14 damage. Wow. 14 magic damage. Yep. And then. Was it, that guy was hit before, though. Wasn't he in the cube? He was. Yep. Yeah, Half he's dead. Yeah, oh. okay. yep, yep, yep. Dead. Nice. And then, let's finish off. The guy that's launching arrows. Yep, that'll be a hit, too. Yep. Six. Wow, six. pretty good. Well, and he got oh, 22 last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, he's done. Oh. So just wow. making charred feasts of the two people right in front of me and blasting their bodies back as they ragdoll. Like he gets down sort of on one knee and he kind of puts his chin down and just two hands on top of each other Does like he a make a noise yang. like, oh, you... <clears throat> no, no. No, 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 no. It's just called... <laughs> <up. laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, more like that. Oh. They're dead. Yeah. And this guy got hit in the cube too, right? That he's, yeah. he's going with me now? Mm-hmm. And it's your turn. It's my turn? What about these motherfucks? They're still fucking with uh, the crows. <sighs> fucking with the crows. Six plus eight, 14. Just hits. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. That's wicked. These spectral ghosts ain't shit they born. Ain't shit. I actually thought they'd be a lot harder. Oh, wait. <laughs> and that would be a uh, uh, 14 plus my magic weapon, so 15. So that still hits. So it's all real now. All full damage, none of this resistance shit. Uh, 2 plus 7, 9 plus 1 is 10. And he already took 11 damage. He was, and he was in the cube. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead? Yay! Okay, so born from there. I guess he has my... I can still move because he hasn't moved at all. Wendell, Wendell looks at uh, these ghosts as, as Borns rushing by him, and he, he shouts to them, and, and he goes, We're going to kill you even more than you're dead. Wendell's laughing right now. So, you motherfucker. I know. <laughs> Make it easy for me. Uh, so I moved. I did my attack. I moved. I also have an extra attack. I want to attack this. Yep. This guy. 10 plus 8 it's a hit. plus 19 plus 1 is 19. 4 plus 7 is 11 plus 1 is 12. This guy was not in the cube, right? He was not in the cube. Okay. okay, two more. This time, uh, they're gonna. Um, each of them is gonna point out a finger and touch you with it. And you have to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. It just burns you like dry ice. You can feel it. You can feel it all in your. Looks like you can feel that one, Ah, uh, My skin burns with the frost! Yeah. <laughs> it's got the frost going all over your plate mail. Ah! And it's just like, ah, like hot on your, like cold in your neck. Hey, the cold is so hot! And you feel your life draining a little bit. And you take some uh, necrotic damage. You oh. take nine necrotic damage. Oh, bloody hell! Second one is also good. Or no, that's another one. You have to make another uh, saving throw. Another one? Yeah, they're both going after you. Oh, please, God. 16. Yep, you pass. Yes. All right. Because I had my con mod, right? Yep. Or perf. 16. Yeah, Nailed it. All right. Uh, Wendell, your turn. Bands off me. I'm going to go for another Eldritch Blast. Nice. Do it. First one, I'm going to... Last, this guy. Mhm. I think it hits. A 14 right. hits, right? Just hits. Yeah. Oh. Their AC is 14. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Whoa. Plus. Uh. Six. Plus six. Yeah. So 16 and. Wow. Ten feet. Oh, shit. Alive? Still alive. Um. Well then, just for the sake of it, I'm gonna jump like this, and as I hit the ground on the side, yes. I aim up, <laughs> do a high rookin, sort of like right at the foot of this guy, and try to aim it like at the crotch and stomach. To kind of send him up ten yeah. feet to the guy closer to uh, uh, oh. to Boren. Yeah. Yeah, that's a hit. And 
damage. Amazing. So you slide. And 10 feet, like, kind of up in the air. Under him. So this old man dirty. slides across the snow in his robes, blasting this guy. As he flies 10 feet back and lands directly on his back. Oh, yeah. And Boris is down. Oh, oh. Saved, he what, saved what, you, buddy. The other guy's really horribly damaged. You can just finish him off. Okay. Been pecking at the birds. All the birds are alive. Yeah, it's a blowout at this point. Little crow goes up as he looks to you as if he wants his next form and ranking. And he comes behind this white and just splits its neck as it drops to the ground. Little crow. Private crow. Thank you, sir. You're a first star private. He's a little sneak. You didn't tell him to come sneak around. We had this battle fair and square. He didn't have to do that. He saved our lives. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't, Born. He put himself out there on the line. He didn't at all. It was a cowardly kill. It means nothing to me, little crow. <laughs> it was a brave move you did, Private. Thank you, Boren. Thank you. Keep acts like that up. You'll be able to save your people this day, this way. Aye, Captain. He doesn't mean it. No way, man. You're a prisoner. Wendell, up on your feet. Yes, yes, sir. All right. Let's do this. Cast fly on us. Then I'll fly up to the roof. And then, little crow, you hold on to me. Hold on a second. You made a loud noise. People are bound to be coming. If I do this, I won't be able to cast something else. Well, I don't know what else we're going to do. But we have to get out of here. We Someone can, we can throw it here. Watch. I'm going to run over to the rope that I had mm-hmm. the py- with the python that's on this side and unhook it. Okay, yeah. So I take the, the python. Yeah. And I'm going to chuck it. And I want to aim and I want to smash it through the abbey window. Oh. Okay, uh, roll to hit. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, there's a loud smash outside. And yeah, you're able you're able to break the glass. Okay. Uh, tug on it and look. Let's just go up this way. Up we go. Go up as quick as I can. Private crow after you. Hurry, hurry. With that roll, the glass shatters. And you immediately feel a tautness of the rope as your hook sinks into the trim of the window. You slowly pull your way to the top to peer over the edge of the sill. And as you do, you find yourself gazing into a library where you spot a startled Vistani woman shuffling through books and staring directly at you. And with that, This concludes Act 2 of Dwarven Moss, The Curse of Strahd. If you wish to support us, join our Patreon for exclusive posts and content. Or come say hi to us in our Discord. Don't be a stranger. And of course, make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel for live episodes of Talking Moss, where we'll answer your questions and comments in the chat box. Dwarven Moss is proudly presented by the Sonar Network.